Welcome to the Walking on Eggshells with Dr. Tolu podcast. This is the podcast that helps parents and especially those caring for a child with a chronic health condition to balance supporting your child's mental health with maintaining your own emotional health. Hello there. My name is Dr. Tolu Lope Adedayo Alugo. I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist and I'm passionate about empowering youth mental health. I do that through a number of ways. One is um, my clinical role as a child and adolescent psychiatrist. The second one is through um, empowering parents who care for kids with a mental health disorder. The third one is by providing information to the youth themselves. And um, I, I also have a podcast. So I have a YouTube channel, Facebook page, I'm on Instagram. And I have a podcast called Walking on Eggshells with Dr. Tolu. So hopefully you're catching this um, broadcast on one of those um, different platforms. Today, I'm going to be talking about helping your child to prepare um, to go off to university, go off to college, or whatever third level options that they have decided to do. Um, this can be a daunting time. I know in, depending on where you live, some kids have already gone. Where I live, they're just about to go in the next one or two weeks. And I can really see moms and dads beginning to panic. So today I thought we'll just discuss a couple of um, strategies that you or your child may find useful. Remember, if you find this information helpful, please share it. Also, um, please like, share, subscribe to my YouTube channel, share the um, podcast, download it. Thank you very much in advance. So um, let's start with, you know, a child who has a mental health disorder and is going off to university. This information today will be relevant to all parents, whether or not your child has a mental health diagnosis, but um, we'll start there first. So for example, your child has a diagnosis of depression, anxiety, ADHD, whatever, and they're going off to university. There are a couple of things you want to ensure. Number one, are they currently seeing a healthcare provider? Are they seeing a specialist like a child and adolescent psychiatrist, for example, or is your family physician managing them? And what is that going to look like when they go off to university? Is the healthcare provider going to continue to look after them or are they going to refer them on? Are they being referred back to your family physician? Are they going to be stable enough to be followed up by a family physician at their new location? Those are conversations that you really need to have quickly. Are they seeing a therapist? If they're seeing a therapist, are there other points where the therapist feels they're stable enough, they know the skills and um, has told them they don't need to be attached to somebody else? Or do they need ongoing therapy? In which case, have they been referred to somebody at their new location? So you need to do some investigative work, talk to their providers, call the university or college they're going to find out about the student's um, health center and what's available. Somehow family physicians who are linked to them who will take on um, students and may prescribe their medication or may they refer them on. Some would ask the specialists in their home location to refer to specialists in this new community that they're transferring to. Does your child have a disorder that needs special accommodations or special provisions to be made? You also want to contact student services regarding that. 
to find out what information is required, what paperwork is required. Do they want um, a letter from their doctor stating their diagnosis and the recommended accommodations? And who do you send that to and at what point? So it's important to have that information you know, ready to go. For a child who's, who appears to be stable, um, who may not currently need a therapist or um, a specialist intervention, you still want to have the information available as to if they were to deteriorate or have any challenges, how do they access services? Who do they go to? So it's important to you know make all those inquiries. Number two, are they on medication? You want to look at the medication. So the current provider, are they going to keep prescribing? Are they um, asking that your child find a prescriber a new location such that they can hand over prescribing to that individual? Do you have to switch their pharmacy to that new city? Um, you know, all those pros and cons are important. Has your child been managing their own medication at home? Really, at this point where they're going off to university or college, you want them to be independent enough to be managing their own medication. Um, if you still feel that you need to remind them, you need to prompt them, you may want to ensure that their pharmacy um, makes this easier, maybe by blister packing the medication, using pill boxes that, ha that have every day of the week, like so they have their medication divided into days of the week, so they know what to take in the morning, at bedtime, and so on and so forth. You also want to consider safety. You don't want your child to have so much medication available to them in their rooms where um, other, other youth may have access to this medication, you know, and increasing the risk or, you, know, you know, safety concerns for themselves or for other youth who may not be as safe as they are when it comes to being around medication. Um, so that those are, so those are the two things. So managing the disorder, the diagnosis, who's caring for your child, who's looking after their prescriptions, can they manage it? Is the pharmacy or is the prescription transferred? Are they being blister packed and so on? Then coming to, you know, helping your child manage a transition that is potentially stressful, you want to help them to be as prepared as possible. So information is key. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of universities or colleges will have an orientation week that can be quite overwhelming. So you want your child to have looked at their schedule ahead of time, know where they should be at any point in time, know to, who to go to for help at their dorms on their, on their, on their resident floors, um, senior students that they can access help from or support. Um, are there activities that are in-person or are some of them um, virtual? Get a break from a very overwhelming, crowded situation, you know, that is all day, every day. Are there some activities that are not mandatory so they can also, again, take a break or attend in their own time virtually? Um, do they have friends who are doing the same program who can be a support to them and so on? Help them to, you know, look at, have they picked their courses by now? What's their plan for their day? Where should they be? Where are their classes going to be holding? You know, remind them to access available university support, access office hours for their professors, um, tutor support, small groups, and so on. So really take advantage of everything available to make every student thrive. Then you want your child um, to be safe. So we can we like as parents we like to bury our heads in the sand and believe our kids will never experiment with things that are dangerous. They'll be the perfect child, and if your child is like that, great. But you want to also prepare your child from you know 
um, as they go from an environment that's where they're very well cocooned to where they, they there's a bit more freedom, a lot more options and choices of um, things that they can partake in, and you want them to be safe doing so. So you want your child to potentially be able to experiment but be safe doing so. So ensure that they have enough information about you know recreational substances, drugs, how this can affect their mental health how you know they can put themselves in risky situations you if they're going to be drinking you want to you know let your child know to not get into a car with anybody who has been drinking not driving intoxicated themselves um choose an uber to get home for example or have somebody who's not drinking drive them hang around with a safe group of friends so they're not left intoxicated in a strange environment with strangers if they go to the washroom, for example, and leave their drink, not continue with the same drink because it could have been spiked. There's so many things that you want to try and help your child potentially prepare for. Um, if they're going to be indulging in, in, you know, in, in um, sexual activity, are they ensuring that they're protected from sexually transmitted infections? Are they using emergency contraceptives? Do they know how to access these things? Um, you want to ensure that they have all that information and just be as, you know, have, them have a, a very open conversation where they can actually talk to you about these potentially dangerous situations. Um, you know, again, remind them, Sexual consent provided when somebody is intoxicated may not be valid consent. No means no. So just really begin to have those conversations if you have not already started to have them up till this point in time. It is never too late to do so. Um, again, early intervention, if they're beginning to struggle with academics, with being on task, feeling overwhelmed, you want them to get help early rather than towards the end of the semester or well into the second semester when things have really gone awry, you want to help them to prepare to, to in case they're struggling. Um, you want to encourage them to have fun, enjoy the experience. It's fun to be living home, be, you know, be an adult, being, um, being independent. So they should have fun. You don't want them to go away fearful of, oh, what if, what if, what if. Have fun, but also be safe. That's what we're trying to say. So have a balanced view of the world as they proceed to be more independent. For you as a parent, you also want to manage your own anxiety because if you are really stressed about it, then you're, you're kind of projecting this anxiety to them and it, they can respond by being extremely fearful themselves or being so reckless because they want to have nothing to do with your anxiety. So just have, you know, managing your anxiety having open conversations and also you need to also have fun if this is your first child who's living home or even any child at all who's living home it's an experience for you you need to enjoy the experience seek support from your friends equip yourself and um you know enjoy the ride it's a lifetime it's you're making history you're both making history as a family you're making history siblings you know just trying to involve everybody in the process and all of that so i hope that these tips have helped you today i hope that as your child proceeds to university they have a fun time they have a successful year they get all the support that they need and you get all the support that you need so remember st john cap available on youtube on instagram on facebook Remember the Walking on Eggshells with Dr. Tolu podcast, where we have lots of snippets to help you manage yourself and also your child's mental health challenges. Remember to like, share, subscribe, 
And um, very soon we're going to be talking more about how you handle yourself as an empty nester because now your child is going off to university. So the first or second or third child, who knows, you need to begin to handle your own um, emotions as you go through these transitions. So until we speak again, remember, early intervention makes a difference. Youth mental health is important and there's always help available. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Looking forward to having you join me on the next episode. Till then, don't forget to share this with your friends and neighbors and to follow me on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where I am known as St. John Cap. That is St. John Cap with a double P. See you soon.